True Crime friends, welcome back to True Crime in Academia. I am your host, Mary DePippi. I hope you are all having a wonderful week thus far. If not, that really sucks and I hope it gets better for you. This is like my first episode after four episodes of having a guest that I'm by myself again. I mean, it's cool, I guess, you know. I mean, obviously it's fun with other people. I'm not just sitting in my room like I am right now, just talking to myself, basically. (laughs) But it's good to be back to the normal routine, anyway. So this week, our case takes us to Thailand, where, sadly, two people were killed. And without any further ado, or any more of an introduction, because that's really all you need to know, let's get into it. On the morning of September 15th, 2014, an employee at the Ocean View Bungalows discovered two bodies on the beach near the Thai hotel. The pair were bludgeoned to death and half-naked. Only one of the victims had been sexually assaulted. Their bodies were those of British tourists, 23-year-old Hannah Witheridge and 24-year-old David Miller. Hannah Witheridge was a native of Hemsby, UK, and a recent graduate of the University of Essex, where she studied speech and language therapy. She had plans to go to graduate school after a summer holiday with her friends in Thailand. David Miller was a civil and structural engineer from Jersey, UK, and no, that's not, obviously no, not New Jersey, the state. This is the old Jersey, which is, you know, what the state is named after. But anyway, he had recently been interviewed to work for a mining company in Australia. And like Hannah, he and his friends decided to take a holiday to Thailand. Now, before we get into how these two met and their very tragic, untimely deaths, it is important that we discuss the political and social climate of Thailand during this time. So in May of 2014, the Royal Thai Army had started a coup. (laughs) And of course, this coup devastated the tourist industry but still hannah and david and obviously others decided that it was you know safe to go just a few months later in september apparently though i didn't know this thailand is considered to be one of the most or one of the more dangerous places to visit because of the number of crimes and sexual assaults that are committed now the uk from what i had seen the uk advisory or um, the uk travel advisory states very specifically how and when sexual assaults usually happen in Thailand. And it's, I mean, it's pretty scary shit. I mean, because it's literally like, it's laid out and it's very specific. It's like, you should not be out at night by the bars, especially during a full moon party. Because any time at night, and especially near bars, is when that occurs. And it's, again, just the fact that it's so specific. It's not like, oh yeah, you know... Maybe you shouldn't just, you know, it's not that great there. Just don't, you know, it's not that safe. Maybe you shouldn't. No, no. Like I said, it's laid out very specifically, which is a bit terrifying. But again, that's just because, again, it happens so freaking much. Which, again, horrible. 
Now, I had actually planned or had tried to plan a volunteer trip there. Um, this was back like, oh gosh, almost 10 years ago. No, not even. Probably more like five or six years ago. Um, anyway, it's around that time. Within five to 10 years ago. But anyway, I forget the name of the company. Basically, you could or you would pay to go for at least up to two weeks. So you could do two weeks in Bangkok to tutor um, students in English. You could do two weeks at an elephant sanctuary, or you could do one week of each, you know, which was something that I wanted to do. I wanted to do a week in Bangkok to tutor and then a week at the elephant sanctuary. That never worked out, but I'm honestly kind of glad it didn't because, again, I had no idea that it was this dangerous in Thailand. I mean, again, I'm not saying you shouldn't go. I think, you know, if you want to go and you can go, you should. Um, just because it's absolutely beautiful from the pictures I've seen. You know, just you have to be super, super careful, you know. The one thing I will say, though, is I was kind of upset that it didn't. I mean, the only reason I was, like, upset that it didn't work out was because I really wanted to go, like, to the elephant sanctuary and hang out with elephants. And, like, I know that they, they generally say that, like, if you can touch a wild animal, it's most likely an abusive situation just because you shouldn't really be able to touch a wild animal like that. But at the same time, I can't see it being humane that, like, some of these elephants especially ones that were abused in the circus and born into the circus life like born into captivity i can't see it being humane to just throw them out into the wild like i you know because you know they don't know how to find their own food in the wild because they're used to someone giving it to them so in that respect like i have <laughs> i am hopeful that most of these sanctuaries aren't abusive situations, but obviously you can't really know until you're there. But anyway, that's enough about me and elephant sanctuaries. Back to Thailand. So the island that they were on, Katao, roughly translates to Turtle Island, but apparently the locals call it Murder Island. Now, I'm not going to victim blame. However, it's just not my cup of tea to go to an island that's known as Murder Island. Again, that's just me. I'm not taking my chances like that. But there are people who do, and that's great. You know, good for you all who can do that. But I cannot. And again, I'm not victim blaming. I'm just, that. this is my own opinion. I would not personally go to a place called Murder Island. Anyway, the island of Kutau is actually only eight miles long. Which is crazy to think about. So it's very tiny. And because it's so tiny, there are only roughly around six to eight police officers actually on the island. So sadly, we can kind of see how this case is going to play out, aren't we? Hmm. Now, back to Hannah and David. They each arrived on the island with their own group of friends, which is very smart. And they stayed at the Ocean View Bungalows. The two met, and they seemed to hit it off instantly. Hannah, David, and their friends, they decided to pretty much join up on this uh, vacation and go on, like, various excursions, you know, and overall just, like, hung out on the beach. Like, they did some hiking, I think, things like that. Very outdoorsy stuff. 
But overall, it just seems like they were having a really nice time. And it feels like, I mean, when I was researching this, I was like, oh, this is, this could have been the start of a beautiful friendship slash possibly relationship. Who knows? On the night of September 14th, the groups went out to dinner to a restaurant called Chopper's Bar. After dinner, David's friends left while he and Hannah and her friends went to a bar called the AC Bar. And it was seen on CCTV footage, them going from the hotel, or going from the Chopper's Bar restaurant to the AC Bar. Now, after some time at the bar, I'm guessing after a few drinks and such, Hannah and David said goodbye to Hannah's friends and headed for the bungalows around 1 a.m. Now, this is the last time anyone would see the pair alive. When their bodies were found, it was clear that evidence was left behind. The police found a bloodied gardening hoe and a wooden club, a used condom, and three cigarette butts. The autopsy done on David revealed lacerations to his head, but determined that the final cause of death was drowning due to the water in his lungs. Now, I think we've discussed this before in other episodes, but just in case we haven't, and for anyone who doesn't know, essentially if they find water in your lungs at the time of death, then that means you drowned. But if they find your body in a body of water and there isn't water in your lungs, then it means that you had died before you were put into the body of water. Because essentially if you're not breathing it in, it can't get into your lungs, I guess. Hannah's cause of death was due to blows to the head, but evidence revealed that she had also been raped. Now, I have heard the exact injuries to Hannah's genital area. I do not want to list them for you just because I don't, you know, not everyone is comfortable listening to that. And this is already a pretty gruesome case to begin with. So if that is something you are curious about, you want to know, you can Google it. You can look at my sources and they will give you the exact injuries. Again, if that is something you are curious about. Hey, true crime friends. You've heard me talk about my amazing friend Mandy before. She makes the best crochet, pre-cut, and custom home decor for reasonable prices. If you're looking for a one-of-a-kind gift or some new decor to add some new life into your home, look no further. Mandy has got you. I have quite a few items from her, ranging from a crocheted headband to Halloween decor items to my amazing and adorable Coraline ornament. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, I'm like obsessed with Coraline and I just love how Mandy makes it. She's also made me a Coraline doll that sits next to all of my true crime books. To order, just slide in her DMs on Facebook and Instagram at Mandy Made It. That's M-A-N-D-E-E Made It on Facebook and Instagram. Once again, go to Mandy Made It on Facebook and Instagram. Send her a DM and order today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
to say that the crime scene was handled horribly does not fully encompass how bad this crime scene was actually handled. People literally trampled through the terribly sectioned off crime scene and would actually pick spots to like lay out or sit literally like feet from the bodies or like bloodstained sand. If that wasn't bad enough, officers collecting the evidence did not have adequate forensic training, nor were any forensic experts called in to investigate the crime scene. To make matters worse, tourists and locals took pictures of Hannah and David's bodies and posted them on the internet. Oh my god. The day that the Millers and the Witheridges found out that their children were dead was the day that they also had seen these pictures of their children's bloodied and lifeless bodies. So, fuck those people. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sakes, do you, did they, do those people, like, have any class? Like, how do you take pictures of dead people, of people who have died a very horrific and gruesome and bloody death, and fucking post them on the internet? What the fuck is the matter with you people? Like, are you proud of yourselves? Like, I... Oh, my God. I have no fucking words because this is so... <sighs> Who does that? And I understand, like, in society, I think we have a slightly more respect for dead than the living. But still, I mean... If that was your loved one... Hell, if that was you, would you want someone taking pictures of your dead body dead, bloodied, and assaulted body and post it on the internet for your family to fucking find? Like, what What the hell? I honestly hope someone takes pictures of those assholes. Like, extremely unflattering ones when they die. I really do. I do. I hope that that's what happens, because fuck them for that. So fucking... Pisses me off. DNA quickly ruled out David as the person who used the condom, which also cleared him as Hannah's rapist. They also used the DNA as a way to rule out David's friends as well. It was said, though, when they tested the DNA that the DNA belonged to someone of Asian heritage. So what did the Thai police do? They rounded up all of the Burmese immigrants and tested them because, you know, Thai people are of Asian descent. I hope you can hear the sarcasm in my voice. Because what the fuck? <laughs> Pretty much, though, every country, especially the U.S., you know, they hate immigrants. So again, this is why they're doing this. And, you know, especially the illegal kind. And I'm not going to get into a whole debate about immigration, but I am going to say that we, you know, the only borders, aside from the sea borders, are man-made, and they basically were just created to keep, keep keep people out. Keep the people they want out, keep the people they want in. And, you know, I know that the borders have other uses, like, but at its core, like, that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to keep certain people in and keep other unwanted people out. And, you know, that's my little spiel on immigration. But again, it's obvious that they are discriminating against these people because they can. Now, I did see somewhere in my research that it was possible that the DNA on the cigarette butts belonged to Hannah. 
but I only found that in one source and not any other. So I can't say for certain that that was the case, that they were her cigarettes or not. The Junta Chief, and you all know I suck at pronouncing things, so bear with me. General Prayuth Chan Ocha, again, not 100% sure that I pronounced that correctly. And no, it's not that I don't do the research on this. It's that I have a really horrible time retaining how to say some of these names when I am researching and practicing and things like that. I promise I will do my best to get better. But anyway, back to the story. This guy, the Junta Chief Chan Ocha, spoke in a press conference blaming tourists who wear bikinis and said that those who aren't particularly quote-unquote, beautiful, would survive a vacation in Thailand. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially the gist of it. He's just like, yeah, if you're hot, don't wear a bikini, and if you're, you know, basically the only way you can survive is if you're ugly. (laughs) Yeah. Understandably, this enraged a shit ton of people, and let's face it, This wasn't just locals, this was around the world alike, because David and Hannah were white British people, so of course, this story made news internationally. And I'm not blaming Hannah and David for that, okay? I'm blaming society for putting certain people's lives above others. Because let's be honest, if this was a local or a tourist from another minority group, we wouldn't have known about it. This would have been a very small story and it would have kept itself to thailand so again not blaming hannah and david this isn't their fault it's society's fault now cctv footage found three burmese men riding on a motorcycle going towards the beach during the time of the murders the men had a guitar and had stopped to get some drinks and cigarettes at a local 7-eleven later one of the men was seen frantically running down an alleyway now it was unclear as to who exactly this man was but One of the men in the group named Mau Mau was brought in for questioning, but once the police found out he was in Thailand as a legal immigrant, they let him go. The other two men, Za Lin and Wei Fo, were not so lucky because they were in Thailand working illegally, so they got it bad. After confessing to the murders of Hannah and David, Lin and Po were allowed to speak to the consulate lawyer. So after they had confessed, then they were allowed to speak to a lawyer. Huh. They told the lawyer that the Thai police had tortured them. They had been subjected to beatings, were made to strip down and wait in a freezing cold room, and they even claimed to have been sexually assaulted by officers. Lin and Fo also revealed to their lawyer that the police had told them that if they had confessed, they would only have to serve two years, which is obviously a complete fucking lie. You don't just get to serve two years for this type of murder. Not on this international of a scale. No. No, no, no. Of course, none of this seemed to matter because the day of the trial, the pair, or the first day of the trial, I should say, The pair were only allowed to have a half hour with their defense team to go over the evidence against them. Now, I don't, if any of you have ever been to court or have ever needed a lawyer in court or just, you know, know the system, you know 
that lawyers for the defense are handed every single piece of evidence. That's how it works. Both sides get all of the evidence so that way the cases can be presented to the best of, you know, both lawyers' abilities. A half hour for a fucking murder, to a double murder, is not sufficient. Like, how are you even supposed to come up with a defense in that time without having looked at all of the evidence? It's like, what? They were also denied the opportunity to see the case files compiled by the British Metropolitan Police because, of course, they had been involved, given the fact that the two, Hannah and David, were murdered and British. So, you know, of course. But the British Metropolitan Police stated that they denied this request in order to preserve their relationships with Thailand and the Thai police. They basically just told these guys to go fuck themselves. (laughs) I mean... There's no other way. And I'm not saying they did or didn't do it. What I'm pointing out here is that it's obvious this was not a fair trial. Now, at the trial, which was not a jury trial, which I just want to let you know, if you have the opportunity for a jury trial in something like, well, hopefully not something like this, but, you know, in certain situations, you want a freaking jury. That's what you want, okay? But this was not... This case was heard by three judges. That's right, you heard me. Three judges, no jury. Yeah. The trial took 18 days, and some of those days lasted up to 10 hours. I mean, I don't know how anyone's working for 10 hours. And I don't even know how. Yeah. I'm just stunned all around with the handling of this case in case you couldn't tell the three judges of course found the pair guilty and sentenced them to death in 2015 in 2017 the defense appealed and wanted the dna retested considering during the trial the evidence was said to match the men however the request was denied due to insufficient dna left over yeah they were just like hey we used it all Yeah. They were able to get a better look at the report, and when they did, they realized not only had the testing not even really been done properly, but parts of the reports were handwritten, which in case you didn't know, that is a huge (laughs) no-no. You should not be handprinting your notes for an official report like that. That's just not okay. However, in 2019, on the King of Thailand's birthday, because he had been getting such a bad image, because, you know, he left his country to go on a holiday in the midst of COVID-19 when it first broke out. So yeah, public opinion was not very high of him. So in order to boost his public opinion and boost his his uh, view to others and to make himself look good he decided to grant clemency and removed the death penalty from lynn and foe's sentences instead he just gave them life in prison and like i said he pretty much did this to regain favor with the thai people by saying you know i'm just you know i'm a nice guy look at me i'm a nice guy look I I vacated their death sentence. It's just life in prison now. Even though, again, 
<laughs> the case was handled terribly. And of course, the chief of police at the time for the Thai police had also went on to say that the way that they handled everything, the way that the Thai police handled this case, was absolutely perfect. Perfect my ass. Now, regardless of whether these two men were guilty or not guilty, like I said, I do not think that they were given a fair trial. I do not think that the evidence was tested properly. I do not think evidence proves that they did it. But it does seem that both families seem to believe that justice was served for their lost children. And, you know, I can't say that I don't blame the families for wanting to blindly believe the police and that justice has been done because I think it gives them closure. But at the same time, like I've seen, like with the Amanda Knox case that we had just covered with Meredith Kircher's death, her family seemed to believe that justice was served when Amanda and Raphael were convicted. However, if you looked at all the evidence and really looked at the case on a whole objectively, you would understand that there's no way they could have come to this conclusion or that there's no solid evidence, no solid proof to back up these claims and that they're just like nitpicking for what they can. And that's not okay. That's not going to get actual true justice. What is going to get true justice is due process, is proper processing of crime scenes and handling of crime scenes and not fucking torturing your suspects because again like how many times do i have to say it if you want false confessions that is how you get false confessions by torturing people so it's just really sad that this case was handled so horribly and you know obviously thailand was scrutinized for it but again as i said you know the families feel that they had gotten justice but i'm not so convinced to be honest with you again i have no clue if they actually did or did not do it but like i said the way that it was handled it's just no that shouldn't have that shouldn't have happened the way that it was handled it shouldn't have happened and it shouldn't have been handled that way But the main thing that we need to remember here, as we do, as we need to remember with every case, is that Hannah, well, not that we need to remember in every case this, but just two people died. When it comes to murder cases, you know, someone or someones have died. And in this case, it was Hannah and David. And that's the most important thing that we need to remember is that they lost their lives in all of this. And they lost their futures. And in the world, on a larger scale, we lost and missed out on any achievements they could have or any successes they would have made and their impact on the world as a whole. And that's what's really sad. And that's what matters the most. And that's the thing we need to remember the most. All right. Well, that is all I have for you, my dears. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week. Please stay safe out there. Be careful where you vacation. And actually with me right now is Andrew. 
the oh, executive making... director of the ivory tower boiler room it's a surprise he has appearance a for you hello Ooh. everyone i am so honored to be in true crime and academia right now um so mm -hmm. yes i'm andrew rimby um i am so excited to be here with the team this is our last episode thank you mary for ending on a bang uh for our winter season we will be back on march 28th for our spring season, it's going to be very gossipy. That's all oh, I can yes. tell you. And in the wings, we have the whole team here. So I, you all know who I am. Um, Mary, thank you for being an amazing chief contributor. And I am going to pass this mic figuratively to Jaren. Hi, Jaren. Hi, Andrew. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Jaren. I'm the marketing director at Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Thank you so much for um, joining us this entire season with all our episodes and sharing um, the fun with us. And we'll see you next season very soon. And I am going to leave it to our two wonderful interns with um, Kim. Hi everyone, I'm Kim. I'm the editing intern here at Ivy Tower Boiler Room. And this season has been so fun um, getting to see what this incredible team gets to do every week. Um, and yeah, super looking forward to next spring season. Hi, I'm Nicole, I'm the other intern. It's been so much fun working with the team this past season and I can't wait to get back to work. Oh, this was so wonderful. I'm so happy everyone's here. Okay, well, Mary, as we always say, mm -hmm. let's put a bookmark in this. That's actually our tagline. Mm -hmm. um, this was an amazing winter season. We will see you all in the spring and we have a lot of surprises in store. Many oh, yes. surprises. Oh, wait, and get your hands on the April book. I have to plug something. Um, Mona <laughs> Awad's All's Well. Make sure you get All's Well. We have our Instagram Live book club on April 3rd at 5 p.m. So on that note, we'll see you all on March 28th. Mm -hmm. Yes, my darlings. I will see you on the 28th.